The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Episode 71, Simple Travel Hacking with Lee Huffman. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Gonna go there. Welcome, welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. I'm Jen. I'm Jill. And we are super excited about today's episode. This is another listener request. And this is something Jill and I really, really like. Uh, So we're excited to have Lee Huffman from We Travel There, who is a travel hacking expert, to talk about uh, travel rewards and miles and such. Yes, it's going to be so good because who doesn't want to travel, especially once you've attained your minimalist lifestyle, what are you going to do with all your time? You're going to make memories instead of collecting things. So let's learn how to go there frugally. Yes. And even for the credit card averse, I think we're going to have some good little simple beginner tips. This is not going to be an expert deep dive into travel hacking. It's going to be very accessible. So it's going to be a lot of the things that Jill and I do. We are not experts on this. We're just going to share about all of our experiences. And then we're going to give you a destination that you should travel to. Mm, that's yes. worth looking forward to. But before yes. that, should we should we talk about our sponsors? Yes, we should. Okay. I believe that. This episode is also brought to you by Vacation, All I Ever Wanted. When you have to get away, a vacation is what you want. Some people prefer spending it alone, others with family and friends. So whether it's a week away to forget someone or two (laughs) weeks, which will still probably not be long enough to get over someone, try a vacation. Vacation. Anything anyone ever wants (laughs) is a vacation. I I miswrote that. That was a typo. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back, Jen. Wow, you need a vacation. I Apparently, do. maternity leave is not vacation, as nope. we can all tell right oh now. My gosh. Uh, yeah, I think any parent can tell you a maternity <laughs> leave is not. It's like the opposite of a vacation. You, I need a vacation from my maternity leave, and I've well, already scheduled one. So, I w- and I'll talk about it. I scheduled it on points. Oh, so I'm excited I, to hear about that. Let's talk about oh how God. we can get you on a vacation frugally because yes. that's necessary. Yes. First, we want to give you 
a destination that you may not be able to travel hack because it's coming up next mm. week. But we are having a Frugal Friends meetup in Washington, D.C. I'm so excited, yes. Jill. Me too. And it's September 7th um, at 530 at Calorama Park. So in D.C. by the Washington Hilton. So if you're in the D.C. area, please head to Frugal Friends Community on Facebook. It's our group. We've got an event in there um, and we'll be posting updates in case there's a rain change of location. But this is a Calorama Park. It's a free and big playground. So great for kids and just hanging out and being frugal. Bring your own snacks. We'll mm -hmm. figure out how you'll know who we are, but there'll be some indicator of where Jen and I are. Maybe Whether we'll be wearing our shirts or something yeah, our that we're making. Yeah, I'm excited to see people in person and just yes. hang out like frugal friends do. Yes, it'll be so good. All right. So if you are trying to get to D.C. to hang out with us and you are trying to travel hack it in the next week. <laughs> um, sorry, may not be able to do that, but. We can get into this interview with Lee Huffman of We Travel There and uh, find out how you can maybe do it a little longer term. Like with more time? Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Today, we have Lee Huffman from the We Travel There podcast and baldthoughts.com. Welcome to the show, Lee. It's great to be here. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. So glad to have you. Yes. Absolutely. We love traveling. So we're excited to hear all about your travel hacking tips. And you're, you are like a pro expert at this. Mm -hmm. So uh, <laughs> we're also excited to learn some things. And excited to hear more about just what you do, what you've got going on. Full disclosure, I just listened to your podcast episode on San Diego because my husband and I are going there in a couple of weeks. So super cool to have interviewed locals from different places and hear about cool things to explore. Just a really neat idea. I think it's what people enjoy about the Airbnb scene of getting to interact with locals, but you've kind of done it already for folks before they even go so that if they do go the hotel route, they still get the local piece. So well done with that. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it's something that my wife and I, whenever we travel, we do that anyways. Uh, we always try to find somebody mm -hmm. local if we're sitting in a bus or metro stop or even just at the bar saying, Hey, what are some of the cool places that, that we maybe were missing because we're not locals or what? Are, okay. I know there's a lot of mm -hmm. things that are like say in Philadelphia, right? There's Pat and Gino's for Philly cheesesteaks, but where do the locals go? Mm -hmm. And that's really what we want to know is get that mm -hmm. local flavor instead of like more of the commercialized stuff that, that everybody kind of does when they travel. Yeah. And we find too, that it can be more frugal to do that because the locals will probably tell you, you know, the dive bar, bar or the watering hole that you can go to that is cheaper than the more commercialized things. Or you even endear people to you and they're like, Hey, just come hang out with me. For sure. For Which sure. happened with Jen and I. So <laughs> that's why one of my questions is where's the happiest happy hour in town. Yes. Nice. Well, we're excited to pick your brain on travel hacking. So Lee, what is it and how did you get started with travel hacking? Sure. So uh, before we get into travel hacking, like hacking, you know, there's like life hacking, there's all the you know, personal finance hacking, there's all these different things that people do that essentially they, they've kind of learned the rules that are out there. 
and mm-hmm. find them, find them and use them to their advantage. And that's really what we do when we apply it to the travel space. You know, there's all these like kind of sweet spots in the award charts, or there's like, uh, like little trips, like little uh, tips and tricks to be able to earn more miles and points whenever you're spending on your credit cards or, uh, you know, when you're staying at a hotel. So we, we kind of accumulate all that in one spot talking about, uh, you know, travel hacking. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. And my wife and I, we've been able to travel the world. Uh, and then after we had kids, brought them along with us for the adventure. And it's pretty, it's been pretty amazing. For me, like when I really got started in it, like way back, like probably 20 years ago, whatever it was, I had a client that worked for a travel agency and he told me, he's like, whatever you do, just make sure you get a, a credit card that's specific to the airline you want to fly. Mm. And this was way before everybody was really getting into it. And so I was, oh, okay. So I bought the, I got the Southwest Airlines credit card and the SPG, which is now Marriott uh, credit card. And so I thought I was living on the high life, right? Uh, I was putting my expenses my dad was putting his expenses for his law practice on my credit card. So I was flying everywhere in the U.S. and staying a lot of places in the U.S. for basically for free. And then you know, I got married and my wife basically said, you know what? Traveling around the U.S. is really cool, but I want to go to Paris. And I said, well, mm-hmm. baby, uh, Southwest doesn't fly there. <laughs> well, baby. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> how about we go to Chicago instead? But, you know, and um they're not quite the same, Chicago and Paris. Yeah, Little Italy and New York, you know, why not? Yeah. Exactly. Paris, exactly. Texas. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, so that really got my analytical mind thinking. And so I really uh, started di- kind of diving in at that point. And uh, I kind of equated to the, the matrix, right? You, you take the red pill or the blue pill. Do you go back to your normal life and, and not really know what's going on in that world? Or do you take the, the other pill and just dive headfirst into it? And so I dove headfirst into it and I was able to not only get enough miles and points for my wife and me to fly, uh, I was also able to bring our son uh, who was at 26 months old at at the time and my mother-in-law and we flew there in economy and flew back in business class. And so it was, it was quite the funny thing seeing a 26 month old sprawled out in a life flat (laughs) business class seat, you know, and all the other passengers as they're walking by going, what is going on? Why is this little kid sitting in business class? Because he's important. You know? wow. uh, so, and uh, I've been spoiled ever since. So it's, uh, you know, obviously I still fly economy. I've had the Southwest Companion Pass for, uh, I've now qualified for the 14th straight year. So my wife is my companion. So she flies with me wherever I go uh, for free. And uh, so I still fly economy a lot, but uh, whenever I can, I spoil myself. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, mm. Flying in business class and first class whenever possible. Oh, uh, yes. yes. I want to hear about that. Yeah, we have the companion pass for Southwest too. And we can talk about how to get that soon. But it has been so cool to go all of these places. And for for domestic, it's like $11.22 mm-hmm. per ticket per way. If you have the companion pass, it's. Mm-hmm. No, it's. Yeah, it's it's five. Uh, yeah, or, yeah, per person, per person. it's $5.60 yes. each yeah, way. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And now the Southwest mm-hmm. is flying to Hawaii. They fly yes. to the Caribbean. They fly to Mexico, Costa Rica. And they're, they're continuing to add more and more locations. So that, that companion pass ah. is just adding tremendous value to your to your travel hacking strategy. Yes. So I want to know how many cards you currently have. <laughs> Uh, okay, so for the beginners, close your ears. Uh, <laughs> I have about uh, 45. That's 
So awesome. I heard rumors. <laughs> That's why I asked. My jaw literally <laughs> dropped. I heard rumors yeah, I'm, about I'm, it. I'm, uh, I'm definitely in the, in, uh, the deep end. I'm, I'm in the deep end. I don't recommend people do what I do. You know, I don't have a corporate job, so I, I can balance them all. You know, you took yeah. the blue pill. It's very yes, clear. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> you know, and some of the cards, honestly, I never spend on them. You mm-hmm. know, I have them specifically for mm-hmm. the benefits they provide. Mm, that's awesome. Okay. So for beginners, they can open their ears again. Yes. Um, so what would your strategy <laughs> be for beginner travel hackers? Okay. So there's a couple of different things you can do. Uh, one, obviously credit cards are a great way to get a lot of miles and points in a hurry. I mean, uh, you can get bonuses of 50, even 100,000, sometimes even more points just with one credit card application and meeting the minimum spend. So shiny object syndrome with all the credit cards that are out there. I mean, the marketers are very good, but what you want to do is determine where it is that you want to go and see which hotels are there and see which airlines fly there. And so based on that, that'll help mm-hmm. you determine which card you should get. Mm-hmm. And so you'll, you'll want the, the credit card of the, of the airline that flies to your destination and the credit card of the hotel that's there that you want to stay at, because uh, generally the credit card will give you for the airlines will give you priority boarding and it'll give you uh, a free check bag. Plus, it'll save you some uh, some money. A lot of times the credit cards mm. will save you like 25 percent, sometimes more on if you buy food or beverages while you're flying. Some of them give you free like Wi-Fi, those type of things. Uh, and then the, the on the uh, mm-hmm. the hotel side. Sometimes you'll get automatic upgrades on your your status. So maybe now you'll get a, a better chance of getting upgrades or late checkouts or early check-ins. And then sometimes you'll get free breakfast and, mm. and a lot of other perks like that. Plus, both credit cards uh, will give you more points when you use those that credit card to pay for the airline ticket or for your hotel reservation. Mm. So that's, that's the first thing. Uh, and then second, not everybody's ready to get a credit card. Maybe you're working on uh, paying off some debt. You're trying to build your credit score. Uh, maybe you're, you don't want any inquiries because you're getting ready to refinance your home or, or get a, or buy a home, uh, you know, getting a, getting a car, something along those lines where you want to keep your credit pristine. I recommend people use uh, shopping portals. Um, go to cashbackmonitor.com and, uh, say you're going to shop at Kohl's or Target or any, pretty much any store that you're going to shop online. You go to a website like that, type it in and it'll tell you where you can earn the most cash back airline miles or hotel points so that way you get to your uh to your vacation that much quicker mm. yeah we use uh rakuten mm. to get like cashback mm-hmm. and stuff like that do you think do they do like miles yeah so rakuten will be one that? of the ones that'll that'll be on cashback monitor cashback, cashback monitor is more, more like an aggregator site think okay. of it like the expedia for airlines right ah. uh cashback monitor nice. aggregates mm. all the different options mm-hmm. out there and so mm-hmm. what it does then it says okay well uh, this time Rakuten is mm-hmm. offering, say, 4% cashback, whereas Top Cashback may be offering 4.5, uh, you know, and Mr. Rebates mm-hmm. may be offering 6. So you can pick and choose which nice. cashback you want. Or it could say, oh, well, British Airways is offering 2, American Airlines is offering 3, Southwest mm-hmm. is offering 1. And so you can pick and choose which airline that you want. And even if some of them are offering higher miles, mm-hmm. if you're trying mm-hmm. to accumulate all your miles with American, then make sure that even if it is a little bit less uh, miles that you're going to be earning that you accumulate with that program instead, because if you have a bunch of different miles and points with all these different programs, but none of them add up to be a uh, you know, free night or a free flight, then you're kind of wasting your time. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. 
What are some commonly overlooked things that people should consider in travel hacking as far as you mentioned some some pieces about credit score or, or applying for mortgage or um, that kind of a thing? What are what are the peripheral things folks should be considering in this process? The number one thing is always keep your credit score as pristine as possible. I always sign up all my credit cards for our, the automatic minimum payment. So that way I never miss a payment. And that way I don't get a ding mm-hmm. on my credit score. Plus, obviously, you're you're avoiding the, the late payment fees that they would charge you. So that's number one, because if you don't keep your credit score up, you're not going to be able to get qualified for the best credit cards, which offer the best rewards. So that's number one. Two, I always sign up for all the different, uh, whatever like airlines and hotels that you're interested in, sign up for their mailing list. Yeah, you can probably delete a lot of them, but uh, always sign up because they're going to be the, uh, whoever's on their email list are going to be the first people to find out whatever the, the current promos are. And so sign up for those. Again, you can delete them. Maybe if you have a Gmail or a different email system, you can apply a filter where they get shuffled into like a certain folder. That way you don't see them when you don't need them. And then whenever you do want to see them, then you can just go to that folder and, and see that. Uh, whenever there are promos, they don't they don't cost you anything to sign up. So always sign up because you never know when you're going to have a last minute hotel stay that would have qualified for for a promotion, but the registration period ended. So now you can't get those extra miles and points. Mm, so those are some okay. of the things there. Nice. Again, uh, you can you can do things where you're stacking your benefits uh, whenever you're out there spending with your credit cards. Say you're going out to eat, whether it's locally or when you're traveling around. There's programs like Dosh that provide cash back whenever you uh, whenever you dine. Uber Local, so they give you. Uber credits whenever you use Visa, whenever you're dining at participating restaurants. Let's see, there's another one called Dining Rewards, which they have partnerships with several different airlines and I believe Hilton. And you can get extra miles for also. So now you're looking at not only are you getting whatever rewards that you would earn from your credit card, plus you're getting cash back from Dosh. You're getting Uber credits from Uber Local. And then you're also getting uh, miles from dining rewards. Mm. So now you're getting, you're earning four Mm. ways off of one transaction. Wow. Wow. How did you learn about all of this? Like if somebody wants to take the blue pill, I know we did talk (laughs) about beginners, but if someone wants to begin heading in that trajectory, what is the learning process? Sure. I mean, I read a lot and I've been, I've been doing this for a long time, but uh, really the world changes so quickly. So even the things I learned several years ago may not really Mm -hmm. apply today. So it, sure. it won't it won't be as big of a learning curve as you might think. And it's really if you have it just to have an interest in it, then, uh, you know, you'll be focused in it like any subject. Uh, so I would say find, uh, you know, some of the, the travel blogs that you're interested in. Obviously, I'd like it if you found mine. But, um, you know, there's a website called BoardingArea.com. And that's where a lot of my articles reside. And uh, there are about 100 different bloggers that are there. And so you'll find somebody there that really kind of resonates with the way that you think and the, and you'll like their writing style. You can go there. Uh, there are a lot of other uh, bloggers that aren't necessarily under that platform. I write for the points guy and uh, choose FI, super money finance buzz. So there's a lot of other websites out there that aren't underneath that ecosphere of boarding area, but also provide a mm-hmm. lot of great content where maybe they cover the same thing. Uh, and you just find one voice that you like versus another, or, you know, sometimes they cover different topics that, uh, that the other mm-hmm. ones don't cover. And so I would subscribe to maybe a handful of them, maybe like you know, four or five, set it for you know daily emails or weekly email. Uh, so that way you can, you're not going to get inundated again, or again, set the filter. So that mm-hmm. way it goes into a, a certain box. 
you follow people on, on Twitter, again, you'll see sometimes they'll give you advance warning of, of certain uh, promos or uh, other deals that are happening that maybe not may not make it to the blogs just because they don't have enough time to write about it before mm-hmm. the deal dies. So there are a lot of other ways that, to do things. And then on top of that, there's conferences you can attend where sometimes, like I, I know this, I do this, I don't always give all of my secrets, right, uh, on the blog. But when I meet you in person, mm-hmm. I'll sit there and talk to you and probably give you a little bit more than I would, you know, in something that's a more of a general population. Right. So we got to meet up with yeah. you. We've got to do this interview yes. in person. <laughs> the trick. Yeah. So, I mean, there are, <laughs> there are conferences like uh, Finance Buzz has having their conference coming up soon in, in October. Uh, FTU, uh, Frequent Traveler University, has a conference that they do several times a year. Chicago Seminars uh, has one as well in, in Chicago. Uh, so there's a lot of different conferences that that happen. And again, maybe there, there's one that's in your backyard that's easy for you to go to or something where you would uh, would fly to attend. Nice. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Yeah, I use the points guy whenever I'm trying to figure out like which card that I want to get next because the bonuses on the card, which is really like the creme de la creme of what you're going for, is they always, always changing. Yes. So it's like we could talk about Mm -hmm. some bonuses today but that doesn't mean that when you go to apply for the card that the same bonus is going to be available. Absolutely. That's what happened with us for the companion pass. We mm-hmm. just were in this certain window. We already had a Southwest card. We tried to jump the hoops and yeah. they yeah. shut us down. <laughs> but somebody who didn't have a Southwest mm-hmm. card got it very quickly. Uh, so it's not yeah. always yeah. going to work for everybody. For sure. And then one thing to remember also is that when you see different uh, offers from different credit cards, say if they both have 50,000 uh, points or, or miles, 
those points and miles aren't necessarily equivalent one-to-one between two different programs. So Mm -hmm. 50,000 Hilton points is worth far less than 50,000 Hyatt points, for example. Yeah. Yep. So speaking Mm -hmm. of cards, so I would say, so most of them, it's like you have to spend a certain amount in the first three months in order to get their welcome sign-up bonus. So say you maybe do like four cards in a year. What would be your in a perfect world today on this day, what four cards would you start with? There are a lot of rules that the banks have and they've implemented over the last few years, mm-hmm. primarily to, to restrict people like me from doing the things <laughs> that we do. <laughs> so uh, I used to get probably about 18 to 20 new cards every year and I would just kind of rotate through them. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've slowed down quite a bit since then. But so Really what you want to do is say you're starting completely from scratch. You haven't applied for any new cards in the last couple of years. Then one of the first ones you want to get, it would be like the Chase Sapphire Reserve because it has a generally a great bonus of 50,000 points, which uh, those points are worth up to $750 in travel, or you can transfer them to uh, a lot of different partners such as Southwest, United, uh, or even Marriott so or Hyatt. So there's a lot of great value in in that card. I would also pair that with like a, a Chase Inc. Business Preferred, which I think right now has about an 80,000 point bonus. So now you can combine mm-hmm. those points. So now you have the, the 50,000 from one and the 80,000 from the other. And now you're talking really uh, <laughs> tremendous value uh, either on a transfer basis where you want to transfer to, say, United and be able to book an awesome flight or to be able to transfer to Hyatt and maybe go down to like down to Mexico, down to Cabo and stay all inclusive for about four or five days. You know, mm-hmm. so <laughs> spoiler alert, that's yeah. what we're doing. Nice. Nice. Yes. So, so I would do the, I would do those. And really the, the next kind of cards really depend upon where you want to go, how you like to travel and what categories you spend the most on. One of the cards I really like right now is, is the capital one saver, which earns 4% cash back uh, on dining and entertainment. So if you like, you like to go out to bars or restaurants, concerts, sporting events, those type of things, you're going to earn 4% cash back, which is a pretty tremendous value uh, on that. For the first year, the annual fees waive, so it works out really well. There's a lot of debate depending upon how much you spend, uh, if, if it's still worth it going into the second year because of the annual fee, which mm-hmm. is about 95 bucks, and it, it negates a lot of that value in the, in the spending that you're doing. They also mm-hmm. let you transfer it over because... Capital One has a, the Saver has like a sister card that doesn't have an annual fee, right? Yeah. There's the Saver One, which has no annual Mm -hmm. fee. And that one, I believe, earns 3% uh, cash back instead of four. So, you know, for that extra 1%, you got to kind of do the math and decide whether Mm -hmm. or not it's worth, you know, staying with the annual fee version versus you downgrading to the one that's no annual fee. Yeah. We have all of those Mm -hmm. so far. And because I think... The Sapphire Reserve, they waive the annual fee the first year, or at least they did when we got the it. The preferred does. That that's the one that's ninety five dollars. The reserve yeah, yeah. is four hundred and fifty dollars. And so that one is not waived. Uh and now okay. I know if you're a beginner, you hear four hundred and fifty dollars, you probably choked up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> you know, but when you compare that versus the, the ninety five dollar annual fee, this one, the four fifty, the reserve card gets three hundred dollars in annual travel credits which can be used to offset, uh, you know, uh, baggage fees, your flight that you pay, uh, you know, some other travel things uh, such as like taxis or excursions. As long as they code as travel expenses, you can use that $300 to wipe those off your, off your bill. And so that works out really well. 
Uh, and so now you're talking instead of 450, now you're only talking $150. When you factor in, you get uh, the global entry credit, uh, you know, access to airport lounges and, uh, and higher spending, uh, higher rewards when you spend, say like 3X on dining and travel. And then also your points are worth 1.5 cents instead of 1.25. So it makes sense to spend a little bit more on that card versus the preferred, which is only $95. I remember that when we were signing up, I did sign up for the preferred because the 450 scared me. But now looking back, like $300 travel credit, that's a whole other sign-on bonus for another card. Mm -hmm. Because right now the, the Capital One saver can sometimes be like... 50,000 points or 30,000 or 40,000, like that one changes. And that's Mm -hmm. basically the bonus for a whole nother card without signing up for one. So yeah, the reserve Mm -hmm. is definitely worth it if you can swallow that. Yeah. We just got the Chase Sapphire reserve card and I am living the dream. (laughs) I can't, and and I've seen it. The $300 automatically comes off. It just is erased from the bill when it is coded as travel. Uh, I have utilized the lounges and it's been amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm. going from sitting in the terminal and being scrunched uh-huh. up in those, those nasty seats versus being able uh-huh. to, to relax in, in the lounge and get some free drinks and food. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. getting a, a, like a shower or a massage. Yeah. Free Wi-Fi, oh all gosh. those things. It just elevates your, your travel to such an yeah. awesome level. Yeah. I, I get sometimes I get frustrated if I if I go to an airport, there's no lounge. Like, <laughs> it doesn't have I'm one. Like, what I know. is this? Like, yeah. Third world country, you know, or is this open? I'm not <laughs> oh sure. Oh my gosh. I'm jealous. <laughs> I have to wait. You have to, now you have to wait 48 months between getting the reserve and the yes. preferred, like to get the bonus. So I'm just like counting the months until I can go. We and can get travel the together because between <gasps> Eric and I, you can take two people into the lounge yes. each. Deal. Yeah. So let's do it. So, Anyhow, <laughs> I love the Southwest credit card. A lot of people in the the travel community mm. kind of shy away from that one because they go, "Oh, there's no first class. There's no upgrades available, etc." But like we talked about earlier, the companion pass is to me the best benefit for, especially for family travel, that is in anywhere out there and uh, from any airline. So essentially, what the companion pass mm-hmm. does is you have to earn 110,000 miles or points in a, in a calendar year. And you can do that through uh, actually buying and flying in a seat. Uh, you can spend with their travel partners uh, or you can get bonuses on the credit cards and spend on the credit card. And so I really haven't paid for many Southwest flights uh, in the last few years, but I still have the companion pass primarily from spending on the credit card. So to me, I keep the card and I've had it for, for years and years uh, most people get the card and they they cancel it after a year or two and then reapply later on. To me, the value of having that companion pass is I don't want to risk it. I don't want to lose that benefit. So I just keep the card, put the 110000 or more spend on it, and then get the companion pass. And the awesome thing is you're not redeeming 110,000 points for the, the companion pass. It's just once you surpa- surpass that level, you get the companion pass and you still keep your points. So now... That 110,000 points is really the equivalent of 220,000 because now wherever you fly, your designated companion can fly for free. And so uh, this year, uh, right now, my, my wife is my companion, but I'm getting ready to switch it up because my, my daughter and I were flying to Chicago to, to uh, then fly to Brussels. 
And so she's going to be my companion for a little bit so we can fly to on Southwest to get to Chicago from Nashville. Mm. And then in a couple of months, my wife and I are going to Austin. And so I'm going to put her back as the companion and you can try, you can change your companion up to three times per year. And so it's not like uh, you're stuck with that person. Uh, So, you know, if you, Mm -hmm. if you have your (laughs) spouse and you have kids or you just have a couple different friends, you can change your companion throughout the year uh, based to suit your needs. You can have up to three boyfriends a year, essentially. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or your so fourth boyfriend just basically has to pay for his own ticket. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> if you break up and and make up enough. <laughs> yeah. You can date three capable guys and then marry the last one. Yes. Date the last one has to be a rich guy. There so, we go. Or make him get the companion pass. Point. That way he can take you for free. For sure. Oh, yes. Even more capable. Okay. So to recap that, Chase Sapphire Reserve, yeah. Swallow the 450, it's worth it. Chase Inc. Preferred, which has Take, the... No, do the Chase uh, Chase Inc. Business Preferred. Business Preferred. Sorry. That is a business card. And if you're wondering, like, I don't have a business, I can't get a business card. They're very lax on what they consider business. And actually, I've I've signed up with my business, like, tax ID for one and then use my social security number for another business. And it was easier to get approved for a business card using my social security number than it was using my business EIN. So throwing that out there. Well, think about it this way. Okay. There's a lot of people who go, Oh, I don't have a business, but they sell on Etsy. They have a rental property. You know, they do a little consulting on the side. It, you don't have to have a, a six figure business mm-hmm. in order to be able to qualify as a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, in many ways, actually, if you just say you're starting a business, and, you know, your CPA wants you to keep your business and personal expenses separate. So even if you don't have a business from day one, you can actually still apply for a business card to say, hey, I'm starting up the business. Here's my EIN. My my business name is Lee Huffman Consulting. And there you go. So as long as your first and last name is in the business name, you don't need a 50 business name statement. You don't need an articles of incorporation. None of the other legal documents that other businesses require. You know, all you got to do is, is, uh, you know, have your first and last name in the name of the business and your social security number or EIN, and, uh, you can apply for a business card or open up a business bank account. Yes. I love it. Um, and then the capital one saver, which we didn't use that for any travel purposes. That's just like cash back. So we just used, it was, um, when we signed up, it was $500 cash back. Um, I know it's not that right now, but, and so we just transferred that to our statement. That was a free Five hundred dollars we just got, and so that was awesome. What I what I tell people to do with that is basically just use that as like your slush fund for when you go on vacation. Mm-hmm. Set it aside in a, in a in a separate account, and now you have a little bit of spending money whenever you go on vacation. Mm. Yeah, it's so it's so worth it. Not just to have like the miles and the Chase Ultimate Rewards, which are great, but to have like just a cash back card. And Capital One has a great one. It's so nice to have that. I like that term slush fund. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it sound fun. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then the Southwest credit card, which I would actually say is cards four and five, because we, because if you get a Southwest personal card and a Southwest business card, you can use both of those towards the companion pass. And then you just spend a little more and you've got it. But there is a little stipulation to get the companion pass. You have to get all the points in one calendar year. So you can't get some points in 2019 and finish it in 2020 you have to at this point 
probably wait until 2020 to get all yeah. of your points. Ideally, what you want to do is is apply in late December and hit the minimum spend in early January. That way you get all of the current year and all the next year. Because whenever you earn the companion yes. pass, it's for the remainder of the current year that, that you're in and the full year following. So ideally, January, February is, is the right time to do that. Yeah, you can apply at the end. It's just when you hit the minimum spend, you want that to be at the beginning of the following year or the beginning of whatever year. Because I've heard some horror stories, people will apply in like October or November and then accidentally hit the minimum spend right before January. And then those points don't count. Yeah. It's so sad. Um, yeah. First, first world problems, but yeah, but still it's sad. I know, right? <laughs> it's so I sad. Am, I feel for them. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of happy things that aren't so sad. Is it that time, Jill? It's that time. It's finally that time. It's time for the bill of the week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. All right, Lee. So every week we invite either a listener or our guest to tell us about their favorite bill this week. It can be uh, a serious bill, a dollar bill, a dude named Bill, whatever. <laughs> but just bill it up. What do you have for us? Sure. So um, I kind of in that, that realm of credit cards, anytime I get a bill, uh, basically it's a statement for my credit card and it just shows me how many miles and points I've earned. I've been spending a lot on one of my, uh, my Hilton cards recently. And so I just uh, surpassed the 60,000 spend mark. And so I got my second free night from Hilton so I can use that, that free night. Uh, and the other one I earned earlier this year at any Hilton anywhere in the world, um, there are a couple exclusions, but really I can use it for ones that cost even close to a thousand dollars a night and uh, stay there for free on the weekend. Dang. Even on the weekend. That's so great. That's the kind yes. of statement you want to get in the mail. Mm-hmm. I love that, Bill. If you would like to submit your bill of the week and bill it up, uh, visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill and leave us a voicemail. We love hearing these. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, 
finance smarter. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features, but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. And now we move into the next best time of the episode, the lightning round. (laughs) I love it when you do that. I've clearly heard a lot of lightning in my life and I know exactly how it sounds and I'm able to recreate it with my mouth. RV. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, we slept right through it the other night. People were like, did you hear those storms? I'm like, no, I hear the birds in the morning. Did not hear the lightning. (laughs) Dang. Yeah. Well, uh, for this lightning round, instead of asking questions, we thought it would be really cool that we're all going to share our favorite trips that we've taken using travel rewards and then a little bit about how we got there using them. So, Lee, we will let you go first as our guest. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that. So, so, uh, I guess age before beauty, I guess, in in this case. (laughs) <laughs> oh yes we're we are so beautiful hair. oh god <laughs> i'm like less than the, the at the starting line for that one then <laughs> all right so um like i mentioned earlier uh my my daughter and i were, were fine to chicago we we're gonna stay there for the night just go check out the city a little bit and we used the southwest points to get there we're gonna get some deep dish pizza while we're there because of course it's chicago you got to get some of that but what we did is there was a promotion that was going on in June where you can fly on KLM uh, in Air France for either 25% discount on business class or 50% discount on economy. Now, the frugal friends part of me was going 50% discount sounds pretty good. But uh, then I mm-hmm. said, wait a minute, I really don't want to fly overnight in economy with my daughter. So I splurged and we uh, took a business class flights to go to, uh, we're flying from Chicago to Belgium, 40,000, uh, 40,000 KLM Air France points uh, to get there. I transfer them. Uh, you can transfer them from American Express, City Thank You Points or Chase Ultimate Rewards. Uh, so it was 40,000 points each to get there in business class. They didn't really have good flights options on the way back. So instead, I, I used United Airlines. So I'm flying United uh, Polaris business class on the way back. That was 60,000 points each way. I mean, each, each person. So for a total of 200,000 uh, miles and points, I'm flying my, my daughter and me from Chicago to Belgium and back. And, uh, and then I think it was around six or $700 in, in taxes total for us. Wow. And I used my Capital One Venture Card to erase that, all those purchases. So really, the whole trip was completely free for me. 
Wow. wow. Including hotels while you're there, or was that something separate? So the hotel while I'm there, uh, Marat has this really cool program where they call it nights and flights, uh, or actually maybe there's a, a more technical term, but everybody in the in the industry calls it nights and flights. So what you do mm-hmm. is you re, you redeem your miles, uh, your Marriott points for a one week stay and a certain number of airline miles. And so this week uh, I earned from when I traded in and got 120,000 American airline miles uh, a couple couple months ago. And so, but I still had the one week stay. And so my daughter and I were staying at a Marriott that's really nice in, in uh, Brussels. And, uh, and so the base is completely free that way. Wow. And so that, um, that's going to be great. So that promo that you signed up for that was 25% off, that was like 25% off of the points. Correct. Oh my gosh. So so it would have been, you know, 50 some thousand uh, points, uh, or maybe 60,000, whatever it was. And so it ended up being 40,000 points each way instead. Wow. So that would be your, the reason to sign up for those emails. So you find out right. about those promos. No, okay. Promos. Correct. Actually, that one I found out because I have friends of Capital One. And at the same time, they had a transfer bonus. So you can transfer from Capital One Venture or the Spark Miles business card over to KLM and get a, a 20% transfer bonus. Then you can redeem for 25% less. So really, wow. uh, now you're talking, you know, about 40% less miles than what it would have taken if you transferred points from Capital One over to KLM and then redeemed for those flights. Wow. You definitely have to be savvy to mm-hmm. really get the most of this, willing to invest some time and research. But my goodness, is it creating a lot of space for travel for you? Absolutely. But I will say this. I'm very good at earning. I'm not as good at redeeming. Mm. And so even I have used, uh, they have award booking services out there and I have a a bunch of friends that do it. And so what they do is they're, they're like rain man, as far as, (laughs) as far as it goes, uh, with all the different miles programs and how to redeem them for the, the maximum value. And I redeemed one time, my wife and I flew from LA to Rome and we ended up paying somebody. And they actually, including their fee, was less than if I would have tried to book it myself uh, as far as oh, the taxes and wow. everything goes. So okay. the, sometimes it's worth it to pay a couple hundred bucks uh, and have an expert do it uh, because that's all they do all day long. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Know. Dang. That's cool. So that's my thing that I learned is to sign up for some emails and find some promos. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're really good at using our points. We use one card at a time. Well, technically two because Travis and I are two people and we each need a card, but we're only looking, we're only like trying to get the bonus on one at a time. So we really do only do four or five cards a year, but we took a baby moon in March to Beaver Creek, Colorado And we were able to stay at the Park Hyatt for free. Hyatt's are our hotel chain of choice because I find that they have the best redemption value for points. And so we stayed at the Park Hyatt and it was right on the slopes. It was so cool. And we used the um, Southwest Companion Pass to get there and back. So that was $11.22 each. So that is how much we paid for the whole trip. If you don't count like food and stuff while we were there, which we were using another card to do the like meals and stuff and get points for our next bonus there. We also haven't taken this trip yet, but it's coming up. Our companion pass expires at the end of this year. 
And so to get that last bit of it, we are flying to Cancun and we are staying at one of Hyatt's all-inclusive resorts there for four nights. That's awesome. And I am so excited. We're not taking the baby. Oh, there you go. Well, the good thing is (laughs) if you did take the baby until they're two years old, they're free as well. Oh my gosh. Which is great, but we're still not taking it. <laughs> <laughs> Cost is not what I'm concerned about in this situation. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Relaxation. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. A vacation. All I ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we're sharing our favorites. And so this one is yet to come. Although by the time this episode releases, we will currently be enjoying this trip. So I'm hoping it's one of my favorites. But Eric and I just booked a trip, uh, multiple destinations through Southwest. We have a Southwest um, business card. So we use points to fly from Philly, which is where where we're from, to Las Vegas. And then a rental car, which we booked on our Chase Sapphire Reserve Cards points to go from Las Vegas to the Grand Canyon to Sedona, over to San Diego, and flights back from San Diego to Philly. So super excited about that. So far, not a penny spent on it and going to be booking some hotels through our Chase Sapphire Reserve points. We might have to buy a couple of nights, but through using eBay or Rakuten now too, we get some cash back from what we've booked. So super excited about that and what these credit cards have provided for us. That sounds like a fun road trip. I know. Yeah, it's great that you can use, at least with Chase Sapphire Reserve, on all things travel. So we can book flights, rental car, hotel, all on points, which is great. Yes. So good. I'm so glad you were able to join us, Lee. So what do you have going on at We Travel There and BaldThoughts.com? Yeah, well, th- well, thanks for inviting me. Uh, on BaldThoughts.com, I'm always talking about the latest news that's going on in, in the industry. We travel there every week on Mondays. We have a new podcast episode. Uh, we've been all over the world, big cities, small cities. And so what I like to say is that uh, we help you travel like a local whenever you uh, listen. And uh, that way you have better experiences whenever you visit a city. Awesome. Yeah. So check those out. We look forward to talking with the rest of you and our Frugal Friends community about travel rewards and how you can travel more frugally. So thanks for coming on, Lee. Thank you. Wow, that was awesome. I'm so glad we did that. Mm -hmm. I love talking about travel because it's one of the reasons that I have set up my life the way I've set it up so that I can travel. So learning Mm -hmm. how I can do that more, but still be working on other financial goals, not break the bank and yeah, hack it. And, and figure out the tips along the way. So super cool to learn from Lee on what he's done. Yeah, because when you get your values-based spending in order and you're only spending on things that you really need, then you can handle using credit cards and mm-hmm. why not use them uh, to your advantage? Mm-hmm. So I think it's great. Yeah, He's got a super cool podcast too. So I'm excited even as we go to different places to check check it out, you know, where, yes, whenever you travel. every different place. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you go to St. Petersburg, check out my episode. So good. <laughs> yeah. St. Pete is so good. Not me, but St. Petersburg. Uh, both Florida. are good. 
<laughs> That's really why I do this podcast with you so that I can just go to St. Petersburg. Yes. And have oh, a place to stay. Here. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, we're still doing book clubs it's still I think I say that every time because I know because like, I, I don't I don't know if you're expecting it to stop or what but it hasn't stopped nope. yet yeah we're doing it so it's August again it's still my birthday month I know it's like Ooh. the 30th but I'm holding on <laughs> uh, so we are wrapping up really reading The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins for book club so there's still time to jump in on that or just pick up the book and engage with it as you want yes. to. Yeah, it's one of my favorite books ever. Uh, it is self-published, so some libraries have it, some don't. And if yours is one that doesn't, you can get a free copy on us um, by leaving us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Um, screenshot the review and send it to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And for every five of those we receive... Well, we select one winner um, to receive a copy of our book club book. So yeah. send those reviews in. Uh, we also love seeing what you guys have learned from the podcast. Uh, that's a really great place to leave it. And uh, it helps other people know what to expect mm -hmm. from the show. Yeah. And just for some example reviews, since sometimes people can get confused on like how many stars they should be or like the type of content <laughs> that should be in it. You we'll shouldn't give you be some, confused by now. Some writing samples. This sample actually comes from Stitcher. We usually pull them from iTunes, but uh, we're moving over to Stitcher because they seem to like us more over there. They love us on uh, Stitcher. <laughs> this we one's an oldie but goodie from, from a few months ago, but John H says more than just frugality. I've been catching up on all the great content lately and I must say there is a lot of great tips blended into the frugality here. Some minimalist and frugal-minded podcasts are overwhelming and too extreme for my liking. Jen and Jill do a wonderful job offering a wide array of perspectives. Keep up the great work. Thanks yes. John H. John, that's exactly what we're going for. That is what we're going for. We're not trying to overwhelm you. We're just trying to be fun, low key, throw in some tips, blend it in there, almost like blending in broccoli to the cookie dough. The kids have no idea. What? I don't know. Isn't Into that something moms dough? do? Don't they do Ooh, that? They'll like know. grind down veggies and be like, oh, Cindy, I love your brownies. Yeah, you do. Guess what? There's cauliflower in here. The kids never knew. That's Haven't so you funny. ever heard a mom talk like that? Yes, you, I have. If not, you are soon to be the mom who I talks am soon like to that. Be that mom. Guess yes. what? I blended into this thing, Nancy. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Upcoming episode: protein, <laughs> oat <Things>. brand. <laughs> Things you can blend into other things to hide them. Mostly vegetables. Well, but that's exactly what you're getting here on the Frugal Friends podcast is some yes. broccoli mixed into your cookie dough. And on that note, uh, before you toss out the cookie dough, we will see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriani. Yeah. <laughs>
really, you would see it in cookie dough. You would see broccoli in cookie dough. Listen, I'm not a mom, so I haven't done this. I haven't had to disguise veggies in sweet things. So maybe that's not what they do. I just know that moms who want to have their kids eat healthy will sometimes have to blend in healthy things to seemingly unhealthy things so that Mm. it's palatable for their children. I don't I know. know what it is. I, I feel like I've heard the words oat bran and kale thrown out there. Um, oh, zucchini, cauliflower. Zucchini, I know you can make a good muffin with zucchini. Yeah, I've and heard also of zucchini black bread. Beans, uh, black bean brownies. Yeah. See, see, exactly. Jen. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> it was just the cookie dough that threw me. <laughs> I'm so used to using break and bakes. And I'm like, how do you get broccoli into a break and bake? I don't understand. That's the way cookies are made. You yeah. just buy them and you break them off and bake them. Just you they wait make it to the until oven, little Kairos so. is throwing his little broccoli on the ground. And, and you think about oh. this podcast and you're like, hmm, I wonder if I could get that into a cookie. Possibly you just take the break and bake and like stuff it inside a cookie. So it's like a stuffed cookie, but you bite into it and then there's broccoli <laughs> in the center. It will forever ruin cookies for him. <laughs> I think the point is that it has to be oh, blended, be not just hidden. <laughs> I don't know. I'll try it and see <laughs> if it's a surprise that's welcomed. I or, might. I mean, best case scenario, he just doesn't like cookies forever. And then I eat all the cookies. Oh, that's good. Or I might have come up with something genius here, and like like I normally do, all the genius yeah. things I say. Yeah, <laughs> I, I believe it. All right, bye, bye. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.